0: You are now listening to the Nubbills Fed Podcast! Cheers! With your hosts, David Palermo and Adam Beacon. Find us online at nubbillsfed.com Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast for November 8th, 2016.
1: It's your host, Dave, here. Find me on Twitter at Numb Fan. Your co host, Adam Deacon. My friends call me Deacon. You can find me on Twitter at Numb Adam D. Well, welcome to the
0: Numb Bills Fan Podcast, as you heard in the intro. Uh, we're about to dive into this debacle. With the Bills against the Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, some disappointing things. But uh, don't forget, find all of our content on com. We have a regular podcast, like obviously usually Mondays and Wednesdays-ish. But every Wednesday on Facebook, we do a live show.
1: Oh, yeah. 7 o'clock Wednesday nights. We are on Facebook Live presented by our friends at billsforlife.com. Um Go on Facebook and like our Facebook page, and on Podcast, and you'll get a fun little notification when we go live, and you can come get in, talk Bills with us, speak your piece, tell us our takes suck, tell us our takes are great. We, you know what? No one's ever like, yo, you guys are, you guys are dumb. Like, no one's ever said that to us. So if you're out there and you think you think we're missing something, let us know. Yeah, just
0: come ruin my day. Really, throw some negativity at me. And just ruin my day.
1: Like, that's the thing. We've been doing these live shows, uh, I think we started back in July, maybe. And no one's really ever, like, come at us with some of, like, the really, like, nasty internet talk. And I, I mean, I've gotten it. I've gotten it on, like, discussion threads before. But no one's ever c- come in and just tried to, like, ruin our show. And that's no fun. That's true. Don't what f- did I say right before we started? I said as soon as we start recording, this this phone's going to ring. Well, okay. so The show must go on. Let's do this.
0: Lastly, we're brought to you by com, And uh, they have a great podcast called Punch Runk Sports. Find them on Twitter at Punch Runk. Essentially, three comedians do a podcast, and it's pretty tight about sports. And they do a lot of UFC coverage, too, if you're into that. And, uh... I personally like their takes, and they just cut it raw, unfiltered. It ain't like ESPN, and I think it's great. So, really, I say we keep motorboating along.
1: I'm done here.
0: So, we get done with this game, and, well, initial reactions right off the bat when the game's over. What the hell just happened?
1: Yeah. No. Seriously, <sighs> I don't think I've been this mad about a game since not last year. Definitely wasn't last season. I, I this was, was. I
0: was pretty mad about the Giants game.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, for for some of the same reasons too.
0: Right. But don't forget, there are some highlights, like which we will get into later, which is. Tyrod Taylor had an incredible day. So did Woods. Goodwin showed up. There was a lot of bright spots, and they put up the offense looked awesome and actually held the defense in the game, and the defense made some good adjustments at halftime to allow only three more points in the second half and uh, I believe 40 yards of, off, or of offense from Seattle. So really, um, we'll dive all into that, but on this initial reaction thing, we feel screwed. Really, let's call it how it is. When Pro Football Talk is commenting, saying that you got screwed, and they seem to just take dumps on the Bills left and right.
1: Oh, who doesn't at this point?
0: Right. So,
1: what did you tell me earlier? How could we lose? Right, no, I mean, the initial vibe in the first quarter of this game, I mean, first we go in, and and Jerry Hughes has the huge punt block, sets up the short Tyrod Taylor touchdown. And I'm just like, all right, we're on the board. And, you know, the Seahawks, they answered back. They answered back and uh, I think also exposed what our our new favorite weakness or I guess least favorite weakness on this team is. Our secondary has fallen apart. Going into this season, you go back a couple months and you listen to our podcast I'm over here. Oh, we got to get this deal done with Stefan Gilmore. Gilmore and Darby, they're the best cornerback tandem in the league possibly. <laughs> like I'm over here hype on our on this Bills secondary. There's a lot of people including, you
0: know, that that talk about the Bills for a living that work for the Bills that say Stephon Gilmore has played like crap. Like and when it's coming from Donald Jones, the guy who's gone up against him and is like Yo, this guy is physical, and Steve Johnson and him would talk about it. Like, this right. guy wants to put his paws on you, and he's doing the exact
1: opposite now. Right, that's Donald Jones, former Bills receiver, new co-host of the John Murphy show on WGR. Which, I mean, that's, that's if you our go-to. To
0: that, if you don't listen to that show, you must be out of your mind, because I don't know if you are religious, I'm personally not, but... It's kind of like what I find warrant to complain about is when I listen to that and it kind of calms me down like, okay, it's really not that bad. It's not.
1: You know what? I always compare my take to Murphy's take just to see if I'm being irrational. (laughs) Nine times out of ten, I might be.
0: (laughs) It's like when dad gets mad at you. Man, I didn't want to make dad mad. Mom, who cares? Who cares? We'll torture her. Yeah,
1: no, no. Speaking as a, as a father, now that I'm in the in the dad club, Great. I can say, like, <laughs> that dad. Like, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Oh man, that is a powerful thing. It's they like, don't no. know
0: what the, they don't. It's know like
1: what... no, nope, not mad. Still love you, but I'm disappointed. You're better than that. You're just you're just better than that. Because, like, if you're, if you, if you're, if you got dad mad coming at you, like, you can just be like, whatever, dad. But that disappointment, like, you try to shrug that off, it cuts you to the bone.
0: I forgot what we, what we even started on here before this dad talk. I'm not even going to. Bill's
1: secondary is, oh, is yeah. where we were going. Yeah.
0: Well, what's kind of funny is Rex Ryan just said it is, uh, I'm reading some notes here at his presser that, He thought Stephon Gilmore played extremely well. Well, that's not... He had some tight coverage on some (laughs) guys. At the same time, Ronald Darby's the one who got burned. You know, and and let's be real here. Two big throws from Russell Wilson. I believe it might have been both touchdown throws. I know at least the first one of Jimmy Graham was off his back foot. Just shot it up, and somehow the ball lands in the spot that is, you know... There's nothing Robert Blanton could have done in that coverage.
1: No, no.
0: like the ball was like on the exact opposite shoulder, perfectly thrown somehow off his back. If you did not appreciate Russell Wilson, put me in this club, too, by the way, before this game. Then you're out of your mind because, man, I was blown away. Like Russell Wilson is what I wish Tyrod Taylor could be. And I think he could be. I really think he could be. And it's just going to take some maturation. And when you look at, we we talked about it in previous podcasts, but if you really compare, um, Scott Campbell did it, actually. He wrote an article about it on numbillsfan.com, Scott Campbell 13 on Twitter and Instagram. Um, My buddy Scott, he wrote a nice article, pretty much comparing Tyrod Taylor's years to Russell Wilson's first year. And... Actually, I should say his numbers to a Super Bowl year. And it, that's a team based off the run. And, you know, Russell Wilson had, they, they threw a lot more. Big, like, they, it seems like teams just are really not scared of the secondary at all, which is where we started earlier. Well, um, you know
1: what? They don't care. They're like, we're just going to throw it up. I think one thing you do have to take in, into account is that not only. With Aaron Williams going to the injured reserve and maybe not coming back at all, you're not only losing a really good defensive back, but you're also kind of losing the guy who was the, uh, you know, the chief of, of that group. He was kind of the voice out there. I feel like he was the one directing traffic and kind of taking that leadership role. Right. And we've talked about that before, you know that there was kind of like a past torch between him and Fred Jackson because of, cause of their close friendship and so on and so. Like I, I really feel like Aaron Aaron Williams s- tried to step into a leadership role and and to like lift up lift up the players around him. So I again I think I think not only like his his physical absence is being felt, but also like again you know. The, the, the leadership angle, which I again like, does leadership win championships? Like, I can't prove it, but it no, so, it sounds good when everyone else says it. So I said it too. Shit. No, Sue me,
0: you, you can't guarantee leadership does anything. But I mean, one thing I do know is, are you, I'm not zooming in on you on Snapchat right now. Wow. Oh, but I, one thing I, one thing that you uh, do know is when people are positive. And and they're uplifting, and and they they really have a passion. When somebody's passionate, you wanna you wanna be by their side. You wanna be rolling with them. And and I don't know if there's anybody else back there. You know, it seems like Stefan Gilmore. You know, I don't want to get the wrong vibe, but I don't want to sound out of turn here, disrespectful to him. But he seems like he's he seems like he's like out of touch. Like like really, I mean. When you got people calling him out, people who have played with him, and, and, and not necessarily calling him out, but pretty much calling it how it is, and they're like, yo, I know he can play a lot better, and he's not. I don't know why these guys, maybe they're being coached not to be as physical, but I don't remember seeing these guys myself with this much cushion that they're giving these receivers. And it's like Darby held it down last year. and,
1: and- Oh, yeah. I mean, he he exploded onto the scene. You know they kind of they kind of picked on him in camp or or in preseason a little bit last year, and then like week one against the Colts, here he comes out of nowhere, and this dude just starts dominating. Like got got a pick first game. I mean got first
0: career game. He picked off Andrew Luck.
1: Yeah, and, and was a legitimate consideration for defensive rookie of the year.
0: Right, right.
1: I mean, this dude exploded onto the scene and. You know, we got that dude for a second-round pick. I'm happy with that. But I think you bring
0: up a good now, point, yesterday, though.
1: Now, yesterday, yesterday's game, yeah, he, he blew that, that touchdown pass big time, but Rex actually went to bat for him like he does so often. He said that Darby was playing with an illness and that he should have sat him sooner, but, you know, it's hard to put the brakes on these guys when they're in, you know, they're competitors. We say it all the time. How do you put the brakes on a competitor?
0: You've got to have people out there to to really steer the ship, man. And, and I really feel like Aaron Williams coming back. And I said it in the offseason. I think this Bills team might be on the verge of being nuts that they're putting all this stock into Aaron Williams. But guess what? I ate a lot of crow because when he was on the field starting, not the first couple games, but when he was on the field playing a majority of the time out there, this Buffalo Bills secondary was a lot better. was a lot better. They could do a lot more things, and I don't know what's going on. I mean, the, the sack totals are still going. Right. I mean, but, we're but leading, the, secondary we're is leading just, the
1: league in sacks.
0: It, isn't that crazy?
1: And we were over here like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Mario Williams is gone. Our pass rush. Who's gonna play linebacker? Nigel Bradham's gone. Uh, we'll draft some guys. Oh, the guys we drafted are both injured. Meanwhile, <laughs> now <laughs> now look at us. We got one of the two guys we drafted back. He's got he's got a couple sacks to his name. He, yeah, he, Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. I mean, I mean th- those guys are pretty good quarterbacks. No, they're all right. Like that, that. That's they've won Super Bowls. I mean that's a decent first couple entries on your resume in, uh-huh. in the NFL. Like uh-huh. I'm cool with that.
0: I mean the Seahawks should have two, you know, so they should be multiple Super Bowl t- winners. But um, I mean that's a good company for Shaq Lawson. Lorenzo Alexander got another sack. I believe he's up to ten. Yeah, so that's pretty tight. I mean
1: because he didn't I, have one
0: last game with his injury. I'm
1: excited. I mean, because I don't know how much longer Lorenzo Alexander is going to be in the league, but there's just something about the way he's playing that's emerging right now that just screams like fundamental football to me, and I love that we got Shaq Did Lawson coming how... up with Lorenzo Alexander,
0: right? Because I mean, he's from.
1: he has been around this league now. A lot of times it was like a special teams a special teams role, but hey, that's that's an important, often overlooked. He's gone from defensive
0: tackle to offensive guard back to, you know, I mean, like he's I just want to
1: see him catch a touchdown pass. <laughs> he
0: was over 300 <laughs> pounds, I guess. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's an, it's an incredible story, I guess you would say, but, um, it's just, it, it's just a testament to hard work and, and listening, you know, do what the coaches tell you because they're going to, they have a spot for you on the team. They're not. They might not have time to show us the whole blueprint if you're a player, you know? So, for Lorenzo Alexander, it was just crazy. Uh, Russell Wilson, in the second half, was rolling out and doing his thing. He rolled out to his left, and all of a sudden, I just see, like, three guys kind of closing in on him, and then just this 57 just flying, (laughs) like, from north south like down to him and I'm like, holy crap and Russell Wilson got rid of the ball. Yo, I was like, Whoa. I think
1: I think both of us had a, had the same favorite play though. And that was the the Kyle Williams slithering snake right right up freaking Russell Wilson's pat like <laughs> big old ninety five just comes sliding in on his belly. Like an
0: alligator comes in, just grabs him by the ankle I thought he took his big toe and just bent it backwards. Like, yep. at first, I was like, right, I got to see the replay. It I was didn't like realize a 1980s
1: WWF toe hold. Who would have thought? Yo, back in the day, guys would tap for that in, in WWF, too, just like the little toe hold. <laughs> okay, so anyways, my wrestling podcast still doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> so... Defensively, I, I thought this team kind of came out a little soft. Like the first half was a debacle, man. There was a lot right, of nah. just just I don't even know why the defense is on the field in the first half.
1: Right. Well, I mean we we went into the second quarter with a with a fourteen seven lead, and I was feeling pretty good about things. Hit the field goal, feeling pretty good about things. Then three unanswered touchdowns mm-hmm. in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I was I was just like how is this even happening? And then I mean and and then the uh epic conclusion of the first half if you will. And by epic I mean gut-wrenching. Like I feel like my balls got slammed in a vice last night after watching <laughs> watching that whole that whole mess going into halftime. Yeah, I I real. can't even I I can't even like put enough curse words together to explain how awful this made me feel. I feel I feel bad for anyone listening cuz I advertised I was going to be like f-bombing left and right today and I'm just I'm still just so like uh about what happened. Like, I, I should have gone live last night. I was I was so mad. I thought I was going to, like, wake people in my house up, though.
0: I thought I was just going to go straight to sleep, and then I end up on Twitter. Like, just, you know what? Let me scroll through Twitter, and then just get angrier no, and I retweeting. Know, and just, I, I didn't even talk to you. I didn't even care. I was just like, I'm just going to be in my little world. Oh, Eric at CoverOne.net. Oh, you don't know about Eric? Well, follow him on Twitter, because he'll have the clips, like, lined up in about .3 seconds. <laughs> Of anything in the middle of the game, too. So, with analysis. Fastest analysis I've ever seen. And, man, I was just retweeting him a little bit. Putting some quotes on it. And, you know, let, let's talk about that, the end of that first Yeah, map. let's,
1: let's, so t- you, do let's you put together...
0: Do it don't matter. We all watch the game. If you haven't watched the game at this point, I don't know why you're listening to us.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: So, essentially... Richard Sherman is offsides, and then he all runs into right, Dan Carpenter. All right, yeah, Dan yeah. Carpenter. Let's let let's the, the scene. Let's let the scene. Because I'm going to Tarantino this, the, the, so you the, go for a minute.
1: Um, I don't really want to.
0: I'm just going to keep cutting you off to you. Guys. I don't want
1: to do the whole thing, but you know we got Dan Carpenter setting up for what was a 53 yard field goal. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, right? No, wasn't it? I
0: think it was a 51.
1: I I, I was thinking 53. I don't know. You watch the game. You you tell us. Okay, so anyways, we got... Wasn't
0: it like a 46 because he's missed from 40 or longer? I, I don't think he attempted a 56-yard field goal after the penalty is what I'm saying. Was,
1: well, no, because Sherman moved it up five, and then delay of game moved it back five.
0: Oh, that's right. So I think it was a 50. I'm...
1: I, I think I think the first time I even
0: forgot what your first number was, so I'm just gonna keep. You know, we could really pause this podcast, but I'm just gonna keep talking. So I'll set it up while you find that out because I got a good setup. I, I won't Tarantino this, I promise, I promise. So Richard Sherman is offsides, runs into Dan Carpenter. There is a picture of Richard Sherman touching the ball, actually, on that that Richard Sherman tweeted out. At the same time, the whistles were already blown. And, and it can't be roughing the kicker until the ball is actually until it's actually considered a play. Right, so it, it should was have blown been unnecessary dead. roughness.
1: Right. And here's here's my thing.
0: And that's the first point we got to get. Here's my thing.
1: You know what? He he's tweeting out this picture or whatever, but I say fuck that. He didn't have his hands up, dog. His hands were not up. Head down. Shoulder right. down. Aim that shoulder right at Dan Carpenter's kicking leg. Okay, so let so he 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 comes sliding in. Carpenter hits the turf. He's he's clearly in pain. I'm at this point.
0: I didn't know if he was lebroning or soccering or doing whatever, but
1: um maybe. But, but, but maybe that
0: training staff came out, and when that training staff came out, I saw a lot. I'm like. Yo, he's gonna have to hit the deck for a play.
1: What are they gonna do right now? See, I didn't even like put that put that whole oh, like, I, rule I, I together. Had that. I didn't even have that. Same like... with
0: chapter two of this debacle. I had the same thing. Chapter two, they're setting up the ball. They're busy conversing. They decide, Walt Anderson, you piece of shit. You should really quit. You should not. I mean, look at yourself in the mirror. You are clearly not fit to do this job. And I would say no disrespect, but you shouldn't have a job. This is a problem where people think that they have a job for 30 years that they're entitled to work somewhere. Sorry, I said it before, and I'll get into it later, but how the fuck can you get older and have a hard time driving but you're going to watch the best gladiators, athletes, trained athletes on Roy's HGH, everything to recover as fast as possible? You're going to think you have the eyesight and the reaction time? To tell me what the fuck is going on, and your part time,
1: right? The, and and this was you one guys of, can't even watch a clock. This was one of my notes for the show today. Is why the fuck do I even know this dude's name? Right, like why? Why is this shouldn't be something that like I worry about with the NFL. It's like, oh, we got to go here and play these guys. And it's like, oh, that's a tough team. Oh, shit, and Hockey League's crew is officiating it. We can can expect trouble. Like, I don't want to know who these referees are. I don't want these guys to have reputations for calling games one way or another or favoring the home team. And all of these things are a reality of this this officiating process that happens in this league. I never knew one
0: ref's name when I was a kid watching sports. Ever. I knew a, I, ever.
1: I, I knew a couple of them kind of in passing because like they were like the extra like in the eight hundreds of like the the NFL pro set football cards. Like but I didn't I didn't know like oh this guy favors the home team or oh this guy always Always blows calls. Oh, you uh, gotta watch out. Does this not, crew, this well, crew not, this likes guy, to call more this holes than this crew. This guy screwed the the Lions out of a game last season. Oh, wait, that's our guy from last night. Yeah, that batted ball out the back of the end zone, the 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 Calvin Johnson play last season cost the Lions a game, cost the Bills a chance to send this game into overtime. I mean, I'm I'm just fucking furious about it, truthfully. Yeah, they don't. Um, you know, the the the
0: clock runs out, and, and the clock runs out, and I'm like, okay, they're just clearly going to reset the clock here. And the ref's stand over the ball with about five to six seconds left. Blow! You hear a whistle. There's my whistle for you to to signify that okay, run the clock now. This play clock's going to go, and you're telling me. Out of all the refs on the field, I think there's, what, seven, and they want to add an eighth one? Okay. Out of seven people, seven people, and you have 53 active on each side plus coaching staffs, you're telling me out of seven refs on that field that they could not figure out, hey, the play clock wasn't reset, and you're telling me you can't just converse about it and be like, you know what, guys? Let's get this right. What really happened? You're not. You're so ignorant, Walt Anderson, that you're just going to allow this to go because you got the back of your boys. That's bullshit. All offseason, you work hard. Us Bills fans, you look forward to this team making the playoffs every year, and what happens? These old assholes blow the fucking game. And it's not always on the Bills. It's not always on the refs. It's not always on the refs. It's not Yeah, but that you know bad, what? But
1: really? You know what? There, I'm so over it. There was a guy standing over that ball who moved off of that ball 5 to 6 seconds Before that flag was thrown and that dude did not make a fucking fuss saying, hey, wait, I only came off the ball like four seconds ago. Like, is this right? Because, I mean, that that seems suspect. I feel like it should be the responsibility of the guy who is standing over spotting the ball to signal the clock reset back. He did with the whistle and they forgot to do it and then confirm that the play clock has been reset. Before he moves from that ball, he should have his eyes on that clock. I mean, you can see it from the field. We're talking about simple processes.
0: Like, really. And there's no accountability for these refs. And every single year... It's oh, we're really gonna we're really gonna put a team together. Roger Goodell said last year, my ass. They don't want to go head to head with the rest, probably because of unions and some garbage, which right. was and an the, issue. And it's like, can we just can we just play a game where it's right? There's so many jobs
1: on the line, so many guys hoping to crack a roster. Right, and this is this was exactly the point I was I was making. I was actually trying to call it. I was like incessantly calling, trying to get on 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 the air with John Murphy today to talk about exactly that the money on the line here and the person that i'm concerned with right now is we have a we have a quarterback who's the best thing we've had in two decades and he is teetering on the edge of nfl extinction at least in buffalo and now we have a game that should have been his crowning achievement it should have been I mean it was the best game he's played as a Buffalo Bill but we ended up on the wrong side on the scoreboard again and it's I I feel like that's directly because of what what happened with this with this field goal going into halftime this should have been Tyrod Taylor's money in the bank night it it should have been the thing that, that you go back and talk about, oh, yeah, Tyrod let us down the field. We kicked we kicked that field goal, went into overtime, won the game. Dan I mean, Carpenter
0: should have had a very simple field goal with a, a roughing the, or an unnecessary roughness. Yeah, I almost did it. Yeah. call And he, he would have had a, a a field goal that would have still been far. I mean, because keep in mind, Dan Carpenter's has missed some extra points, but he absolutely drilled the 45-yard-ish, 46-yard field goal that – He hit when they – oh, no, we blew the – it's a delay of game. It's like can you – what I don't understand with these guys, can they at least just listen to the arguments that these coaches have? Right. Can you guys at least – phone et phone home to somebody in new york and be like look dean blandino we are not sure here we don't need to see dean blandino on fucking twitter
1: after or during the game how about you correct it now we're this far can we correct this now right and like i was saying we got tyrod taylor's like future in buffalo hanging in the fucking 27 million dollars hanging in the balance right and that's not going into my my checking account but i want I want a good quarterback. I I really like this kid. I really like his playmaking ability. Now, yeah, there's there's been some uh some bumps in the road along the way, but he, he's done the best he can with a depleted set of offensive weapons and I really want to know, you know, from somebody who's been around the business, like I've never I've never been in the in the meetings i've never been in the building i don't know how front office really works do you take a game like this and you look back at it and be like oh well we lost we won this many we lost this many but out of those losses like oh that one against seattle they really screwed us there like you know, that was no, a great game for Tyron. No, it comes wins and losses. Or does this, does this, do you look at this like, oh, we had an opportunity to win that game and our quarterback didn't seal the deal? Because I really feel like he did everything he needed to do. I feel like this team did everything they needed to do. Now, our secondary, maybe not them, but everybody else. I mean, we held this team to 33 yards rushing. We held the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, granted, Marshawn Lynch is... Sitting at home in retirement, eating skittles on the couch, much like myself, but I mean shit, Russell Wilson has two busted up legs. he led the team in rushing, I think, without having the uh box score directly in front of me, yeah, just like jesus ah i'm I, i'm I'm getting like mad talking about this game again because I just feel like there was so much on the line. I mean, not only not only that, we're sitting at 5 losses right now. I don't I don't know that 9 and 7 will make a make a wild card berth in this AFC. It might there's some really trash divisions, but it also might not. And we also aren't looking awesome in some of the tiebreaker situations because look at Oakland and Denver. I mean, they still got to beat up on each other, that division. That's true, but, like... Yo, Oakland Oakland got down on them the other night. I mean, it was only a 10-point 10, 10 win, 30-20, but damn, dude. The Raiders, have you watched any of those games?
0: I have watched the Raiders game in a couple weeks.
1: Yo, Derek
0: Carr is on fire. Well, and plus they have a lot of penalties, too, I guess. And, and they still put up mad yardage, and it's like... The thing is, is I feel the Bills always have so much going against them that, and it's like, the there's a fan base that's impatient, and can you blame them? No, I can't blame anybody that's impatient, in, but at the same time, it's like, patience is a virtue, it's true, but we say it all the time, look at the division, look at what Tom Brady's doing at like 80, you know, I mean... The guy's not going away for another few years, minimum. And he seems like he's better than ever. And it's like, if that's Tom Brady getting hit after an offsides penalty, that's unnecessary roughness all day. Not on Dan Carpenter. I'm thinking, who's going to kick this field goal if he can't go in? So they have to spike it. And it's like, if the Bills get that field goal at halftime, you are within... A field goal at the end of the game. And and you shouldn't cut it that way ever. Yes, there's other plays that could have been made. You had a whole other half of football. But really, we're just asking, can you get it right? This is a variable. These refs are not part of the game. They're never supposed to be part of the game. It should never be on the coaches to challenge a bad call. How about you guys just get it right? Or women, how about you just get it right? Can we do that? Can we just play a game where you follow the rules that are set in place? And it's 2016 and you've had technology good enough to replay this crap since like 1990 and probably earlier to get it right. And you don't even have it like it's not even a conversation. It's, oh, well, there's no replay on a jumbotron that you want to check, but we don't want to go under the hood but we'll put in commercial breaks if there's not enough commercial breaks, but we can't get these calls right. And everybody's flipping out on the bill sideline. Of course it's not warranted. And of course people whine and complain regardless, me included, but this shouldn't be a variable The, the bills should never have to play the zebras ever, ever. Their whole job is to maintain order. Don't jump off sides. Don't do whatever. You know, but it's going to get to a point, as always, where if you re- review one thing, you open up the can of worms. I get it. Because I even think sometimes that, like, a neutral zone infraction versus a false start versus an offside. Are you kidding me? I think a neutral zone infraction is the dumbest freaking thing ever. It favors the offense. There's too many rules. It's another judgment call that somebody's staring down the line that might not have a bug fly in front of them and get distracted because clearly Marquise Goodwin can get de last play of the game. Actually, I think that was Powell, sorry. Uh, de last play of the game in front of a ref, and oh no, uh, Tyrod Taylor was scrambling. Meanwhile, his feet are set on the edge of the pocket, and he's looking for a throw. So um, it, it should not be a variable, and it just ruins the experience. The NFL wants to know why ratings are down. I don't know. You have blind mice in these games. You have fat old people. Ahead of this thing. What's like, wrong, really.
1: What's wrong with fat old people? I, I fit that description. They can't run. They can't breathe. Oh, well, yeah. They can, can't referee. They I, can't see, Deacon. I can vouch for most of these things. I I can't run. I can't breathe. I got glasses. You eat well. Yeah, I eat great. Well, lots of fiber.
0: These guys shouldn't. It's my secret. These guys shouldn't have jobs. They, they shouldn't have jobs. They they should not be on the field. I mean, you, yo, this is they, a billion dollar business. This is the biggest league in the world. Minus you could probably argue the Premier League, right? For soccer.
1: Yeah, I tell I don't you what. Know. I, don't I tell know you what. You give me sixty grand, I will make sure that fucking play clock is on point every down. You have one job, and that's to watch the play clock.
0: And you can't even do that, right? Like, you're not... Like, are you on Snapchat during the game or something? Like, what's going on? Do we have to have a little system where we put your phone in a plastic bag and you put it in a safe so nobody goes through, or you put it in your locker, and you really just have to hone in on punching this dumbass clock? Are you kidding? I mean, this is ridiculous. This should not be a problem. And then this is, again... You know, second half rolls around. Let's get into that. So, second half rolls around, and overall, the Bills' defense, it was night and day. Night and day. Three points, 40 yards. Bills' offense is eventually catching up. And you know what? This Bills' offense looked the best it's looked all year long. And I was worried that I would hit Twitter after the game... And see, everybody, you know what? Sorry, just Tyrod didn't do it. I thought on a podcast I was going to have to defend Tyrod Taylor. And Rex Ryan said it great at his postgame presser. He goes, I've been telling you guys the whole time I think Tyrod's been playing well. And I know he's going to go to a bat for his quarterback. And I know I'm still seeing Charles Clay open on a couple things. And I, and I remember one play specifically, he was in the middle, uh, you know, short. Tyrod rolled out to his right. And Tyrod's just over the line. Or uh, Clay's just like a few yards north of the line and uh, of the line of scrimmage, and he's pretty much wide open. He kind of like waves his hands at, so, like, damn it, you know. But there's that, and that sucks because we saw Jimmy Graham get utilized, and Jimmy Graham's a freak athlete, Yo, by the way.
1: Jimmy Graham, I gotta give that dude props because he caught two touchdowns with one arm. I think that with ball.
0: A, I think that ball dropped and hit the turf, but that's okay. I'm fine with it. It was good enough. Yo, Let's I, go on to the next play.
1: That's one where I'm just like, uh, maybe, maybe not. I, 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 I feel like I saw it hit the turf, but I also feel like I wanted to see it hit the turf. You, you feel me? Right. But if you look at Charles, but Hood, yo, not only did he catch both of those balls with one arm. He caught those balls with a Bill's, with a Bill's defender yeah. swinging off of his, like Nicole Roby Coleman was on Jimmy Graham's arm like some Tarzan shit the other night. <laughs> he's, he's swinging. He's on that, he's on that like pitfall Harry on the vines, man.
0: <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, Zentite. Yeah, so Tyron had his best game, this game, and, uh. You really got to see he he almost hit 300 yards. If they would have scored a touchdown, he, he would have got it. He and and the, the the hardest part was Robert Woods had his best game and Marquise Goodwin had had I thought his best game. I don't know if it was statistically for Marquise Goodwin the best, but they what these guys were doing is Goodwin and, and Woods were tapping the potential of what I thought and what us fans hope in the offseason for year after year after year. They reached a potential this game that we thought they would be clipping the whole time. I mean, look at Marquise Goodwin's awareness with his feet and bounds on the sideline. He is if he's that wide open on on a very good ninth-rated ranked team in in passing against Seattle. You know, like yeah, passing defense for Seattle. I mean. That's pretty sweet. That means that Goodwin is getting separation. That means he's running good routes. Maybe I could be wrong. Maybe I, I'm not a football player. I don't know what he's doing or doing not. But I do know he's open. There's separation. And that's on outs. You know, so I think it's kind of neat that you got to see these guys get the ball spread, spread around. And...
1: Yeah, I mean, Tyrod completed passes to eight different receivers. Reggie Bush had a couple nice catches. Sean McCoy had a couple nice catches with some yardage after, but man, he doesn't—he doesn't look like he's still back to where he where he needs to be. I'm hoping I'm hoping we get a more dynamic McCoy back after the bye. but that, that's going to bring me. to I mean, he looked
0: a hell of a lot healthier the last time we saw him. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, but still, it, he just wasn't—he wasn't as explosive as we've seen him. But I'm worried about I'm worried about this run game going forward. and This is going to bring me to my next little note on this. Really, because they game. had a good run game. Yeah, and then Eric Wood broke his leg.
0: I could be wrong, but I really felt that after I told I told you this earlier that that after Eric Wood broke his leg, all of a sudden Lashawn McCoy is tackled in the backfield quick. Quick, yeah. I don't, and Rex mentioned lion stunts and all this and that. And I'm,
1: I'm really not that dude to like trash a player. And I already went hard at Gilmore some people yesterday. said that
0: Groy actually did okay. I don't know. I was, I'm not, not... that's Eric Turner at cover net. He you will probably break that down and give you a review. And if he hasn't or even thought of it, I'm sure after listening to this, he's probably going to.
1: I mean, I gotta, I mean, I got you know. I gotta take it for what it is. But I think I think that pocket fell apart for Tyrod as soon as Eric Wood was out of the game. And I mean credit where credit's due. The Seahawks pass defense, especially after halftime, or their their pass rush, it was it was pretty fucking tough. You know, Cliff
0: man. Averill was everywhere.
1: Man, I, I I was so sick of seeing that dude begging for flags last, last night, though. Oh, my God. He wasn't wrong
0: on a few of them. Honestly, he really wasn't. But if you want to dress up as Zebras, I'll tell you what, Cliff, they could use somebody athletic, okay? You clearly have enough speed to get down the field and hang with these guys. So I would bet that you probably have better eyesight than Walt Anderson and his entire crew. You know what one really made me. I don't know if you'd fit into the brotherhood though, dude. You gotta you gotta earn your stripes. Maybe when you're seventy, after you get your stripes, doing some. Hey, look, I know you played in the NFL. It doesn't matter, okay? This is different than playing the game. You gotta start at Pop Warner. Look, when your kids are walking and you got them with the little helmets on, even though kids shouldn't be, I think, playing football. Yeah, tackle football. When they got the little helmets on, you gotta put four years of Pop Warner minimum. Then we could talk about modified football with 7th and 8th graders. All After right. that, no, all right. not, no we know how, all right. No, we, no, we, no, no, no. We're we, not, done. We, not know,
1: done. we know the process. Nope. I let
0: your shitty jokes go, so let me finish mine. So, yeah, but there's so no then high line. school, you got to do high school for a decade. Then we might be able to talk about community college ball. Look, so by the time you get to community college, how old is Cl- Cliff Avery going to be? sixty. He's not even going to sniff the NFL until he's 70. He has no interest in being a referee. Cliff, I'm just saying, maybe you could get a pass and do it now. You seem to be good calling for the flags. And maybe you can get Big Mouth Sherman to do it too.
1: Yeah, be sure to throw one at Robert Woods for signaling that he made the first down because every receiver doesn't do that. Every time they get a first But they down. missed the first part of the play. Don't you get
0: it? It's always, and it's not like they have cameras where they could just negate it or have somebody call and be like, no, the, the guy already trolled them earlier trying to get the ball out. And even Robert Woods is like on that play where Robert Woods got a dumbass flag. And it was kind of dumb in his part too. But the guy, after Robert Woods got up, the guy tried to knock the ball out of his hands and do whatever. And Robert's like, dude, I still got the first down. So here you go. You know, and guy cries about it, and it's like, is this football?
1: Like, yeah, is yeah. Like, no, this but is I'm like, saying this how is, is like that tag? How is that? It's like playing patty. How games. is that taunting and not unsportsmanlike conduct on the shithead Seahawks, man? What I, you know? What I can just sit here and bitch about this game forever. I can literally dig up a thousand more reasons to complain about this game. Okay, cool. I got one. Um, last play of the game.
0: The Bills are looking to score a touchdown, and Richard Sherman de Powell. Absolutely lights him up. And the argument is, and Richard Sherman's saying online on Twitter, you should really read the rule book. And Jerry Hughes is saying, who's also a, known as a dirty player, some people would say, he should be an expert on fines of late hits and stuff. So I'll take Jerry Hughes' advice. Mr. Pump Block, by the way. Give Daniel Crossman credit, but the rest of the special team's inconsistent, but that's okay. Um, not really. But he was Jerry Hughes is even confused, like, wait a second. He was de-cleated and there's nothing there. So this is the second game I've seen personally where Richard Sherman yeah, got away with some bullshit in the last play of the game.
1: And I feel like I feel like that's exactly like the the shit that they've made that like rule with the defenseless receiver verbiage built in. Like isn't that exactly what that that rule was for? I mean, Walter Powell had his head completely around looking at Tyrod. And for what's worth, Tyrod was rolling to that side of the field. That likely would have been his target. You know what would have happened is What if Powell, because it is
0: a run play, decides to block Richard Sherman? You know what would have happened in that situation? Offensive pass interference. That's what would have been called. So how how come, you know, in a league where they throw the flag and ask questions later, you're telling me on that one with the line judge right
1: there? At the very least, that should have been a legal contact. is this about safety
0: what's this about that's the question what is this about is it about safety or not because if it is that's a penalty it is and and there is a thing where if Tyrod rod breaks the pocket dude's fair game at the same time he was on the edge there's that gray area and it's like it's a judgment call and I understand the line the, the line judge's position there which is I don't want to call it because I don't really know what the quarterback he can't see the pocket from his angle you know what i mean he doesn't know where. he doesn't
1: want to call it because he's been out there all night and he wants to go catch a burger and some fries and go to bed i think that's really it because this this bill i've never tried to make my work day longer on purpose i can i can look you in the face and honestly say i've never gone out of my way to make a longer work day
0: this this Bills team, it, it just was so unfortunate to, to see
1: how it all went down. Right, no, I mean, Dan Carpenter should have hit that field goal going into halftime, and that final drive should have been getting back into Dan Carpenter's range, not getting 40 yards farther than that into the end zone. Right, I mean,
0: Tyrod Taylor had a wonderful day, 27 on 38, 289 yards passing, you know, 90.8 quarterback rating. He had the one pick. Which uh, I believe Robert Woods is supposed to break off his route and, and, and keep not not even break off, but supposed to run pretty much where the ball where Richard Sherman caught it was at least get get his ass down there. But you look at guys like you know in the passing game, Robert Woods, ten receptions, one hundred sixty two yards. That's awesome. Like, how about we just cut Gilmore? Well, can't cut him. But I wish they in, in hindsight, too bad they couldn't have traded him. And uh let's right, re-sign even, when it comes down to it, let's re-sign Robert Woods. I'm fine with seeing Kevon Seymour in there from now on for the rest of the season, really. Yeah, no. Gilmore,
1: I'm good, dog. Yeah, I've been a supporter for years, but right now I'm good. Nah, no, Gilmore, you made a fool out of me, man. I I went to bat for you. I was I was hashtagging paygilly all over the internet. I was so mad that we couldn't get that deal done before camp. Like I was like, I was like just get the extension, just get the extension. O- Elite cornerback tandem coming at you, 2016. Wrong. And I mean, I know I know he's making he's making his money either way, but man, put his ass on the bench.
0: I don't know about all that. I don't know if I put him on the bench. Let's be real here. It, 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 I, I believe that if he's proven it, he could do it again, and don't get me wrong, if they really can get Gilmore at a reasonable rate, I am down to have it because he's already proven it. But nah, when I'm and not- maybe,
1: maybe I'm not being objective, but after that shit swapping jerseys with Sherman, after, after two cheap shots on two of his teammates, I'm just like, fuck this, dude. If you're going to even go out and acknowledge that, dude, like I feel like as a teammate, he should have gone out there and been like, "Yo, that was fucked up, dog." Like, I don't want your jersey.
0: Yo, I remember tagging Gilmore on my personal Instagram, and 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 it was right when Richard Sherman went off. Okay, and um, and and like Richard Sherman just went off to Aaron Andrews about. Whatever that whole thing during the Super Bowl, you know, like with his mouth, it, it went viral. I honestly forgot what he said at this point. And I tagged Stephon Was Gilmore. it the
1: Was it the the NFC Championship game? Michael Crabtree thing? Was it? Yeah, that? he was yeah, talking
0: yeah. about um what
1: what went on. Like, what was it? Well, no, he he was just like he's like that's what you get. That's what you get when you try me with a sorry ass receiver like Crabtree.
0: Look, I don't know Richard Sherman's background. I wish I knew more before I said this, but like, I don't think Richard he went to Sherman, Stanford. I don't think he's been punching the face enough. I really
1: don't. I really don't. Yo, shit! Dan Carpenter's wife, who I guess, who I guess is a is a down home farm girl, was being like, she made some like reference to castration online today. Like, I know what we do. I know what we do with the bulls on the farm if they. uh If they get out, I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember what what she actually said, but she made a reference to, like, down on the farm, we castrate you for some shit like that. It's just ridiculous because
0: Richard Sherman is running his mouth the entire time to the Bills' sideline. After he roughs Stan Carpenter, he goes and talks a bunch of trash, and the refs actually grabbed him and escorted him away, but he ain't going to get a penalty for that. He can run his mouth all
1: game. I'm I'm half surprised that they didn't throw a flag at ref at 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 Rex for it. I mean, really, I I don't I don't I do not
0: understand the consistencies of this game. So here here here's the clip. Okay, that's awful. Uh, if you didn't hear, it, he's, he's talking crap about Crabtree, and and I and I actually tag. I'm
1: just I'm just gonna throw out for our listeners. We have a cable plugged into our board for things like this. Dave just holds holds the phone up to the
0: mic. I, I, I said
1: I said super pro.
0: I said super. this in the comment. I go all class. Can't at least be a bit more modest. Hashtag NFL Richard Sherman. At Aaron Andrews, I feel bad, and then I tag Gilmore. I go bumper grind Gilmore. When you're the best, please be cool. Ha 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 ha! And he and this was 146 weeks ago. He goes, "My time coming," and it's like you know, Gilmore's a quiet cat, and I like that because there's the quiet ones. You, it's the quiet ones that are really going to punch you in the face if you keep running your fucking mouth. And and really, do it behind closed doors, man. Don't be putting it out there like. Come on, you're in Seattle. You can find a way to even go to his locker room or something or in the hallway or in the parking lot. Figure it out. I mean, don't be doing it there. You want to give him a hug after the game, do whatever. But you want to exchange jerseys and people are taking pictures of it. It's going to get online. And, like, it's a Bills fan, like you said, he's a fucking douchebag that's running his mouth the entire game and is constantly running his mouth all the time. And they felt that he got a bad call last game that that Seattle got a bunch of bogus calls and Pete Carroll supposedly thinks it's a conspiracy, which I'm on board with anybody's right to bag these around. So Pete Carroll, I support you. Pete Carroll's like, look at the numbers. Just look at the numbers. It's clearly they have something against us. I don't know if that's true or not. But as a Bills fan, I can see that. I agree with that. And really, here we go. The not-for-nothing drink game. Not-for-nothing, but Richard Sherman has gotten away with a lot of shit. When you watch the Seahawks, you want to talk about, like, plastering or draping or whatever, playing physical with receivers. This dude is hammering on these guys all the way down the field all the time. He gets away with so much. And the fact that you have a simple call twice on the same guy, you can almost argue he should have been kicked out of that game with no time left, if you ask me. He roughed up two players real hard. It's not like good kickers grow on trees and whatever your opinion is about Dan Carpenter, he's still one of 32 and anybody right, else you no, want
1: to bring in sucks. I, I was going to I was actually going to bring up what how this is like some twilight zone shit where I'm over here sticking up for Dan Carpenter. Right. Cuz it wasn't that long ago that I was I was motherfucking him pretty good. I was uh, it's just the missed kicks that get me so mad. That's not so wrong. There's a lot of people getting mad over dumber shit, so I don't even. I don't even feel bad.
0: Yeah, for real. I
1: mean, what?
0: By the way, I want to get into it. Um, Eric Wood, Bud Speedy Recovery, yeah, Kent Hall 2.0.
1: um I think... I, Best Bill Center since Kent Hall, that, clearly. It, it scares me because the same thing where we're talking about losing a leader in Aaron Williams, I feel like we lose the same qualities with Eric Wood. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not the quarterback, but damn, he's he's right next to him all the time. I mean,
0: Eric Wood does a lot for the team, man. He makes a lot of checks. He makes a lot of... he He does a lot of things. I mean... That's a big, that's a big, 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 big piece. Like, for real, like, uh, th- this team's going to be hurting without Eric Wood. I don't know what this team's going to do. You know, I'm sure whatever the decision is, if it's Roy, if it's another guy, I forgot the one guy they had as a backup that wasn't active. I'm drawing a blank. Uh,
1: Patrick Lewis. Okay. He used to play for the Seahawks. That's ironically. right. That's
0: right. Well, Patrick Lewis, from all accounts, is also one of the guys that people are calling a turnstile, too. So I don't know what the deal is, but I will say that if there's one thing that's great about having a Tyrod Taylor, I know we've barely talked about his game today, but if there's one thing that's been great about Tyrod Taylor that you can count on is the work is going to be done. I'm sure he's already work with his new center coming up whatever's going on I'm sure he's going to do whatever it takes to get up to speed and and, and really I got to give the Bills fan base credit and a national media credit and a local media credit um finally everybody's saying you know Tyron Taylor had a had his best game uh as, as a professional quarterback so
1: far I don't think I don't think it's his best game that we're gonna see yet? I don't. I don't either. I think this is like what we expected as a baseline.
0: Really, extending plays—you right. could count on him.
1: But I mean, he completed seventy-one percent of his passes, which so. is, by the way, the highest. Yeah, it, it's really good to see him kind of back in his group because I mean, he had a really nice completion percentage last season, and it slipped a little bit. And I don't—I'm not going to give you hard numbers. You can look it up just just as easily as I can. But I mean, just just watching it i i I feel like Tyrod Taylor and also in a very big way, Robert woods proved that they're the guys that I hoped them to be
0: right right
1: and and Goodwin Goodwin, actually, is, you know what Robert Goodwin Woods was awesome, Robert he, woods exceeded all expectations, like I never i you know i I always viewed him as like the number two guy, and he's coming in and putting up a hundred and sixty yards. 162 yards.
0: What? And even if you take away as long of 29 yards, I mean that's a huge. That's, that's still, still a huge, a huge game. ass game. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that's still nine for a lot. <laughs> like <laughs> nine for a hell of a lot. Like so like, something. Yeah. I mean, this team they're four and five. Don't remind me. Our next podcast, we're going to dig deeper into this. We're going to see where the Bills can go from here. Um, I know we just pretty much railed on the refs. I'm sure you watched the game. Um, The defense was like Swiss cheese first half, and give the coaches credit. They made a lot of adjustments. I thought Anthony Lynn did a wonderful job this game. I loved the trickery, the motion, the play action was awesome. Like They had me rolling. Oh, yeah. They, they were fooling. I, there were some things that they were doing in there that I've never thought I'd see. And and i and I personally haven't even seen, you know, and uh, some some of the stuff didn't work too well. And, and obviously when Eric Wood went out, like we were talking to just seeing like my people were in the backfield real quick. Like real quick. And they weren't even rushing that many. So um it's like I really think that if this team can 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 stack together some freaking how six wins i think it will be really sweet to get the 10 wins obviously i mean that 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 was like my goal before the season started i I love that number 10 if you can get the 10 we're in good contention but these are afc games and they need to win them i mean luckily for them they didn't lose an afc game they're not out of it but man that would have been so crazy to go into the bye week and do whatever because it, it, you know what I worry about is we look forward to this season and the off season. We can't wait to see how this team builds. You cross your fingers on injuries, and then you really can't tell who your team is until about at least four weeks in, minimum, minimum four weeks. You want to judge them after two or three and, and and here we are, we're nine games in and we kind of don't even know the identity of this team, you know? So it's like, you can't say sacks right now. You can't say they're getting, you know, the front seven is holding it down and the defensive backs are falling off. The run game is the one consistent thing at the same time. The pass game's been up and down and, and, and it's like, man, I just can't stand looking forward to all this crap and then just... In two games from now, we could really be talking like, well, you got to win out. And here we are already thinking you got to win out. And, and I'm so sick of it. It's just so taxing. And to have the refs do this, just just, just act a fool and just not have accountability for their actions. It, it, it's absurd. Because if I did my job this bad, I would not ever be employed. And.
1: As a dude who's done a lot of jobs that bad, (laughs) I'm not employed.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you, though, like, it really shoots a nail to your foot because then you got to hope that these players stay engaged so they can build for next year, you know, because then you're just hoping, oh, okay, well, hopefully they can knock down the Steelers. So that they uh, knock them out of playoff content, You know, it's like your moral victory games. Hopefully they beat the Jets. The Jets, again, second year in a row, going to be in the playoffs. If the Bills can knock them off, they won't. Cool. No, I want it the other way. I want it. It don't matter if the Jets beat the Bills. Like, last game of the season. They're already in. But believe it or not, I think of all years, this is a year for the Bills. These teams are just inconsistent, and I can't wait to get into it. These AFC teams are all over the place. They still got to beat each other up, especially out west with Denver and the Chiefs and Oakland. Like, they still got to bat around each other. So, uh,
1: But we got to play Oakland, too, and they're good. Look. Powerful one, offense. One
0: game at a time, their defense keeps yeah. getting better.
1: Yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. Right now, we got a bye week. We don't have a bye week. The Bills have a bye week. We'll be back this
0: Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so it's Tuesday today. So tomorrow, we will be on Facebook Live at 7 p.m. So please, check that out. Yeah. Facebook.com, numbillsfan Fan. That's us, Numbills Fan Podcast. Just search for it. It's easy. And also, if you don't know, now you know, CoverOne.net, Eric Turner has the best breakdowns of anything, so um, if I can understand them, you can understand them. And lastly, sports dot com. Follow them on Twitter at punchdrunk. Sam Tripoli, Jason Tebow, the great Ari Shafir, also sports talk. Follow them on Twitter at Punch punchdrunk. Sports dot com. We are their podcast for the Buffalo Bills, covering that team. So it's really awesome to be a part of that. Really, I mean. I couldn't picture being a part of anything cooler. But if you don't know, go check it out. You might like their takes. I love their takes. And they keep it raw, so keep it real. NumBillsFan.com. Find me on Twitter at NumBillsFan. Also,
1: uh may find me on Twitter at NumBillsAdamD.
0: Yeah, find me on that Snapchat too. I'd be doing that. Uh, not two Bills related, but David J. Palermo on that snapper. So, see you later. Numbillsfan.com. dot com. See you there. Goodbye. Ugh. Ugh.